we've been talking about strongholds. And remember what strongholds are, because we talk, a lot of times words inside of the church just become common vernacular and nobody actually defines them. So what now, stronghold can be a positive thing too. But under the context that we're talking about it, it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, three and four. A stronghold is repetitive, useless, and I repeat the word, useless. As I've told you many times, I've wasted most of my life doing useless things. I got saved when I was 18 and remained solid till now. Even in the midst of that, I'm saying that I've wasted most of my life doing useless or harmful actions. Useless. That's what a stronghold is. It can also, it's, just, it's not even actions unless you think of attitude as action or thoughts as action. Useless or harmful thoughts, attitudes, or actions. That's what a stronghold is. Don't I need to get all quiet? I know that you're recognizing your strongholds right now. You can relax because as I confessed three weeks ago, I am strong held. There's strongholds that need to come down in my own life. See, you can look at it as the man in the pulpit screaming at you, but just understand, I'm screaming at me. God really doesn't ever give me a message that doesn't apply to me. So if I'm strong held and I can recognize them and I know what they are, some of them I've told you, some of them I won't tell you. Some of them will pop into my head and then I'll suddenly tell you. I never know what I'm gonna say. Honestly, I prepare messages, but most of what I say just comes out of my beautiful mind in the midst of the service. I really have no idea. But I have strongholds that I am in the midst of tearing down. The only difference between me and other strong-held people is that I admit it. And I recognize them and I war against them. Resist the devil found, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you, James 4, 7. Resist means what? In the Greek and in, and in the Hebrew, what does it mean? Actively fight against. Not just no, 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 no. It means actively fight against. That's what I am doing with my strongholds. Hours per day in the word of God. If you don't do it, you're gonna lose it. And you're gonna stay strong held for the rest of your life. I know, listen, I know when I preach messages like this, which is every message, that I will filter people out of this church. I know that. I know, listen, I've, I don't, most everybody, there's, there's a few notable exceptions like the Dexters that have stuck with me from day one. There aren't many others. They can't take it. And if you're new today, I just wanna urge you what am, I, what am I saying? Is it me or is it the Bible? Weigh that out. Test the spirits, 1 John 4, 1. And see if they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. If I am preaching the Bible, then I cannot be a false prophet. Not my version of the Bible. Not verses spliced together. Pure, unfiltered Bible. Some of you are gonna be shocked this morning because we're gonna talk about fake Christians and fake churches. 
Now here's the problem. Some people in this room are gonna discover that you're a fake Christian. Some of you that are watching are going to discover that you're a fake Christian. Don't get mad at me because you're a fake Christian. First Samuel 16, seven, the Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. He already knows you're fake. I know, I know that it's fun to have the best of both worlds, to live in sin and then come to church on Sunday morning. But you will be exposed this morning in this message. 2 Corinthians 10, three through five, just to lay the foundation. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war. That doesn't sound like Christianity, Tom. We've been told that Christianity is the peace on earth, goodwill to men. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Well, who said that, Tom? So, you know, who, who said that? That would be Jesus. Jesus said, do not suppose that I have come to bring peace on earth. Then why are you making peace with the CDC? I know some of you are new. I can see the expressions. Hang in there. Grab a hold of your seat. Nobody's going to do anything to you. This is Bible. This is real Christianity. For though we, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Well, I've been told that Christianity isn't about war. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Second Timothy chapter two, verse four. Who told you you weren't a war? Who told you you were Switzerland? Oh, you know, we just choose to be neutral. Neutral means conquered. Let me translate neutral for you. Conquered. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down, it's violence, spiritual violence. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Again, Jesus talking. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Not every other thought, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Do that right now if you are already conflicted. Ask yourself, Holy Ghost, should I stay? Now we're gonna address strongholds under the context that I already told you about earlier. Are, you have to be going to the right church. Just because you are uncomfortable does not mean that it's the wrong church. You shouldn't be going to a church you're comfortable in. I've told you and you hear it about every, about every message. I am never comfortable at the river, ever. 
So I go there and I broil. In order to get out of strongholds, you have to go to the right church or you're going to go to a church that's going to edify your stronghold. Edified means to build, not say positive things. Say positive things is the modern church definition, church definition, religious definition, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition. Edify does not mean say positive things about negative things. I know, I know that he's living with his girlfriend, but he has a good heart. Just edify him. No, tell him the truth. If you don't repent of your fornication, you're gonna die and go straight to hell. Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21, or Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 9 and 10 says exactly that. See how quiet it gets in here? You have to go to the right church. Here's the verse everybody knows, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I always hesitate to get into any of this because it could be 30 minutes. But you should be able to tell the day is approaching. Everything that the world is doing, the spirit of the world, we have not received the spirit of the world. We've received the spirit of God that we may understand what God has freely given us, right? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14-ish. Don't hold me to that. You should be able to tell. If you can't tell, if you think everything is great, and you, and you still think that COVID-19 and the response to COVID-19 was all about your health? If you, if you still think that people honestly believe in global warming and climate change, that it's not all just about ushering in totalitarianism, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. This isn't a Trump message, a Republican message, certainly not a Democrat message. This is a gospel message. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And when you see all of the powers coming together to jerk your freedom out of your hands, you should recognize, hmm, that looks like Revelation chapter 13 and 14. When they try to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by a tyrant, that should make alarm bells go off in the mind of the believer. If it doesn't, you're going to the wrong church. Aaron, I should have tasked you, I see Aaron back there. I should have tasked you with it. If there's any miracle that you can pull it off, try it. I know you hate me when I do this, but. You know that video that you sent to Hope yesterday? See if you can find a way to get it up on the big screen. And just wave at me when you got it, and we'll use it at some point. I gotta show you this video of a church. You're like, Tom, you shouldn't be attacking other churches. I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> it, okay, you shouldn't attack other churches? Do you ever read the New Testament? 
Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James. You ever read any of it? Two thirds of it written by Paul attacking other churches. The thorn in his flesh in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse seven, is other churches. So you're not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And I have said radical things from this pulpit over the last three weeks, things that I didn't used to believe in. Because it used to be that I tried, you know, none of you are gonna believe this, but it's true. I tried to be nicer. People come up to me now and they ask, well, what do you, what do you think of this church? Garbage. It's garbage. I mean, am I gonna tell you what they are from up here? No, but if you come up to me with another, with another church, I already know all the churches in the area. Unless they're Bible thumping, hellfire and brimstone, because that's Jesus. So why are you going to a Christian church that doesn't preach Christ? So, but by assembling ourselves together, not forsaking it, it means real assembly, not just gathering. But I used to tell people, well, you know, just make sure that you're going to church somewhere. Make sure that you're going to church somewhere. That's what I sounded like in my own mind. Just make sure you're going to church somewhere, even if it's not here. Unless you're scared when you walk in the building, you're going to the wrong church. You should be challenged. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove. What does that mean? Correct. Rebuke. What does that mean? Sternly correct. You go to church like that? What I was going to say was, is I've said things from the pulpit over the last couple weeks that I didn't used to say. I never believed in satellite churches, but we have to in America now. Now there's ways of doing those things. Pastor Rodney at the river in Tampa, he starts churches, and it's River Church Baltimore with its own pastor, everything live, everything right there. I'm not saying that I will or will not do that, but there's people that are watching. I don't know how many are on today. We average between 250 and 300 people watching on live, watching live right now. There's nowhere else to go. There, I'm telling you, think of it, where's the great church in Illinois? Michigan. Iowa. Ohio. Where is it? Where is that, where is that flamethrower? For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Who's preaching that? Who's preaching about the proliferation of the mark of the beast? Vaccine passports and QR codes. It's the book of Revelation. It's Jesus. You're not going to a church like that. Wrong one. So I'm telling people now, just watch us. Watch us. Tithe here. Support Whenever you can be here, be here. 
Because there is nothing else, with the exceptions of the ones that I talk about all the time, like the river in Tampa. Because that's legitimate fellowship. Legitimate assembling of yourselves together. Legitimate. What are the verses that follow that? For those of you that struggle with church attendance. How many of you struggle? No, raise your hand. How many of you struggle with church attendance? And by the way, and by the way, if you do struggle with it, I, I mean it in, in many different ways. Struggle with it where you are in church every Sunday, but you migrate. You, you, you stay for a while, and you're like, I'll ne I never miss a Sunday. But you migrate from one church to the other, because as soon as you are offended, you put your thumb in your mouth, and you go to the next building. You don't do that at work. You, stuck, you have the same job for 20 years, and you get offended every day there, but because of the love of money. You stay there. But the most important thing, Jesus gets shortchanged. The verses that follow, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, as everybody knows those, they don't know the following. I got you guys, and I'll, I'm not there yet. Who knows if I'll ever get there, but keep it loaded for me. Holstered. <laughs> Holstered and ready for a quick draw. Here's the verses that follow. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Well, here it is. If we deliberately, Hebrews 10, 26, and 7, if we deliberately keep on sinning, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Who's that written to? Who's that written to? If we deliver, now this is talking to what? To who? The church in Jerusalem. If we, not if you, not if they, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth. No sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment. Sorry, Calvinists. Of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Saying to the Christian, we'll partake in the same judgment if we deliberately keep on sinning. Well, it's all a process, not a Bible verse. You just gotta keep on trying. I know, this, I, mean, I know this year, you, only, you, last year, hey, you did great. You, only, you slept with 18 women. And this year, you cut that thing down to 10. Great job. You're in the process. That's not a Bible verse. That's unrepentant sin. Deliberately keep on sinning. And that guy's the choir director at most churches. Church, church people, and I don't call them Christians anymore. Church people will say, oh, I, don't, I don't like how that sounds. But you just have fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. I don't like how, that doesn't sound Christ-like to me. How does the Bible not sound Christ-like to you? Think about how deceived you have to be for the Bible not to sound Christ-like to you. Wake up! Right now, whoever you are, wake up. Embrace the true Jesus, which is the word of God. Embrace it. Well, Tom, I just, I just, this doesn't sound Christ. It's because you're going to a fake church. 
Remember Joshua 24, 15. Everybody only quotes the second part of that verse. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's the last part of the verse. First part, first part is, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, I don't like the way that sounds. Raging fire? I didn't, I didn't hear that at Accommodation Church. I went to their onboarding classes and they didn't sound anything like this. The Bible's not accommodating. You're gonna be judged by it anyway. What's the, what's the point of running from it? The problem with churches is, is that they're full of fake Christians who have heaped to themselves together fake pastors. Now here's what I wanna tell you. I'm not doing this to defend pastors. There, are, there would be no fake pastors, just like there'd be no drug users if there wasn't a customer. If all the Christians would say, that's fake, there would be no, there'd be no, listen, the fake pastors are mainly doing it for money and for fame or fortune, whatever it may be. If there's no market, they'd have to preach correctly, even though they'd still be fake. Like, Tom, how dare you say that? It was all exposed. I remember back, you know, traditional, whether you call it charismatic, Pentecostal, whatever it may be, or evangelical. We'd always, like the Floridians, always hearken to the promised land of Tennessee. <laughs> we in America always hearken to the African church. Man, the African, man, there's miracles there. You know, they, you know there's you know, 500,000 people show up there for a Reinhard Bunke uh, meeting at Africa church, you know. Miracles are happening, which, by the way, was all true. We'd, but we'd hearken to all that but they all closed too. There's a church in Port Charlotte. It's called Healing Rooms. 0.1% death rate virus. Get closed. Everybody closed. If you closed, are you strapped the 2021, 2022, 2020 version of the swastika on your face? With, with I am not a slave to fear written on it with your church address. Tom, you have to use reason and wisdom. Not a Bible verse. It was all exposure. It exposed fake Christians, fake pastors. You're a fake. You're supposed to stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery. You are to preach the word instantly, in season or out of season. That's not American vernacular. That means popular or unpopular. Yeah, but every, listen, 40% of my church left. 
You know what I did? Slept like a baby. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Have a, have a good life, cowards. All of which have accomplished nothing since they left. That's the truth. Because standing in the word, you'll accomplish. Because it guarantees it. Not standing in the word, Biden economy. Let's cover fake Christians first. Proverbs 17, 4. A wicked person listens to deceitful lips. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. It's always about the pastors. Pastor does this, pastor does that. No, they don't have, there would be no fake pastors without a fake congregation. But you know, there'd be no fake pastors without fake customers who want their ears tickled. A wicked person listens to deceitful lips. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. You know, it's all a process. It's okay that you're this and it's okay that you're that. God still loves you. Just, it's just to get a fresh start and a new beginning. Yeah, God loves every single sinner burning in hell for all of eternity. It narrows the way and few find heaven. That's just Jesus talking. Again, Matthew chapter 7, 13 and 14. Fake Christians bring in fake pastors. Where do you get this from, Tom? I preached this uh, two weeks ago, but this will be more in detail. 2 Timothy chapter 4, 1 through 4. I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead. At his appearing in his kingdom. Tom, I, you know, you just keep talking about judgment and raging fire. It's the Bible. What do you want me to preach? The book of Tom? <laughs> just to endlessly tell you about my, my experiences? Preach the next verse. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Is that you? Look at me. Is that you who will not endure sound doctrine? Hellfire, brimstone, healing, repentance, prosperity, sound doctrine. Yes. Yes. Well, Tom, I'm okay with hellfire and brimstone. There you hopped on to prosperity. You're supposed to prosper. Psalm chapter one, verse three, 2 Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. That's the Bible. Become rich. For the time will come when they will not endure a sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned to fables. Fake church. For the time will come when there will be fake church. Who wants to listen to fairy tales and fables and not sound doctrine? Well, if I, if, Tom, if I believe the Bible, because we're, you know, we both go to abundant this church or coast this church. 
if, if I believe what you're saying about hellfire, brimstone, raging fire, whatever it may be, then my daughter, who I know is sleeping with her boyfriend, um, she's no longer going to attend church anymore if I tell her the truth. Good. I, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert be cold or hot, but because thou art lukewarm, I will cast you, I will spew you out of my mouth. Revelation chapter three, 15 and 16. It's good, let her be cold. It's better for her to be cold than lukewarm. A lot of people raise their kids to be lukewarm. They keep telling them, you know that your daughter or your son is having sex with their boyfriend or girlfriend. You know they are. Well, you know, we're not all about works here at the church. Not a Bible verse again. When, you know, we're, we're grace conscious, not sin conscious. Ditto. A lot of you were raised in all of those platitudes that are not Bible verses that have now been deemed Christianity. They've never been Christianity. They never will be Christianity. Amen. How do you tell if someone is a fake Christian? I'll let that marinate. Fruit's a little bit more advanced. I've heard 27 people say fruit, which is accurate. You shall know them by their fruits. Matthew chapter seven, verse 15. I get it, 15 and 16. I know it, false prophets. But how do you tell if someone is a fake Christian who heap to themselves teachers having itching ears to edify their fakeness? And it, it can be sin. It can be anything. Like there's people who strap on masks and lock down. They're going to heaven, as much as it pains me to say that. I honestly, I don't want to share heaven with them. <laughs> but it's antithetical to the word of God. And I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Not wear a mask. I know some of you watching or are in here. Yeah, but you got to, no, it's not a Bible verse. I don't live according to man's wisdom. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom didn't know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. 1 Corinthians 1.21, I don't go with man's wisdom. Man's wisdom to me is foolishness. Everybody now who was an expert has been proven wrong on everything. We were supposed to have an ice age in 1972. <laughs> From the experts. I'm not kidding. According to Al Gore, Manhattan was supposed to be underwater in 2014. Where are the retractions, by the way? Ever notice how they never come? They actually just float to the next prediction and nobody ever holds them accountable because they go to the church of accommodation. You'll be held accountable here. But I get really, I mean, I'll tell you, it's one of my pet peeves is to watch parents usher their kids into lukewarm Christianity because that's hellbound Christianity. Don't do it. But if I preach the truth, they'll hate me. Let them hate you. Let them be cold. They're better off being cold than you inoculating them against Christianity. 
I always told my kids, if they were lying, I told them that they were liars. Whenever I've been a liar, I've acknowledged that I'm a liar. Whenever I sinned, I went to my family, I said, I sinned. I wasn't like, well, you know, the reason why is that, see, dad was raised by an abuse of this or an abuse of that. I, did. I had perfect parents, but I'm just saying, there's no excuses. When I sinned, I went up to my kids and said, dad sinned. I blew it. And it created a real Christianity. There's, listen, I have lots of faults and failings. Hypocrisy is not one. You, listen, you want to raise hellbound kids? I should write a book. How to Raise Hellbound Kids by Tom Lightley. Be a hypocrite. Say one thing and do another. It doesn't even have to be sin. Hypocrite in any way, shape, or form, you'll raise hellbound kids or weak ones who hate Christianity. They'll go to church and hate Christianity. The love of most will go cold. You hear me preach that all the time out of Matthew chapter 24, 10 through 13, right? Love of most will go cold. That's, right. That's to the Christians. Why, why does the love of most grow cold? They're not real Christians. I'm not, I'm not saying that some of them are saved, some of them aren't. Some of them are fake, which I'm gonna describe now. Because you have fake Christians, you have Christians that are in the process of backsliding, and you have fake, uh, fake pastors, fake prophets, and then you have ones that are in the process of being fake is the only way for me to frame it. Backsliding into fakeness. The worst thing you can ever do is bring in man-made Christianity. To any scenario, bring in Christianity. Jesus is the Bible. Jesus is the word. You hear me say it all the time. John chapter one, verse one. John chapter one, verse 14. First John chapter five, verse seven. Jesus is the Bible. Whether you like it or not, it's what you're gonna be judged by. And everybody that you allegedly have won to the Lord will be judged by the word of God, not by the doctrine of the church. I tell this all the time, not to the church, but to other people. I may have said it from the pulpit, I don't remember, but there's a family that, I did say it from the pulpit, there was a family that attended this church for years, and they were a couple, and they weren't married, had lots of kids, and were very sweet people. I don't know how they survived me. I don't know how some of you survived me. Because I couldn't tell them any more often that they were going to hell than I did from the pulpit. How did you treat them outside the pulpit, just like everybody else? You don't want to know? I don't walk up to people who I know are going to hell and tell them they're going to hell. You're like, yeah, you do. I don't. My whole neighborhood's going to hell. I don't tell them they're going to hell. I walk, the, I'm always out in my neighborhood talking to all my neighbors. My dog's like a celebrity. Bad and good celebrity. I don't tell any of them, they don't ask. But this family, they were living together and had multitude kids, not married, hell-bound fornication, again. Well, that, we just don't believe, Tom, in legalism. Like That's not legalism! 
That's obedience, which is love for God. First John chapter five, verse three. This is love for God, to obey his commands. One of his commands is, don't have sex outside of marriage. First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine. Revelation 21, eight. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. It's not legalism. Legalism is wearing a collar, steeples and bells, religious ceremonies, robes, titles. That's legalism. See how they profane the word of God? Making the word of God of no effect through their tradition? Calling things that are not legalism, legalism. It's obedience, and never even think of it as obedience. Think of it as love. I love God. That's why I'm obedient. That's why I don't lie. That's why I don't cheat. That's why I don't steal. That's why I don't look. That's why I don't lust. It's not. It's not because you're just being religious. It's because you love God. That is love for God. So this couple wanted. I don't know how they would ever think that I would. Remind me not to forget about talking about the couple. I had heard something over there. When we were up in Tampa at the fight, I had this group of guys walk up to me and ask me to take their picture. And a couple of our church people were standing next to me and they're like, you're like the last one on earth that I would ever ask to take my picture. (laughs) It was like, this is as nice as I ever dress, really. I have a, hope forced me to buy two suits, but I've got two, but other than that, this is about it. Normally, T-shirts and jeans. I had two church people come up to me. You just are a redneck, aren't you? I said, yeah, I'm a redneck. <laughs> Look at my face. Raccoon eyes. I mean, come on. That's what I am. So they were like, you're like the last person on earth I would ever ask to you know, take my picture. You don't look like you're very like, accommodating. And I walk around with a mean face. I don't mean to. I don't, I'm not even mean. I'm as soft as you can get. You, if, you're, if you're a wild animal and you need somebody to save your life, I'm your guy. <laughs> I brought more raccoons, armadillos, birds, than my cats attacked, to the wildlife show than anybody. But I don't look nice. I don't look super nice. But generally speaking, I am nice. But this couple, they were like, you know, we want to be baptized. I'm like, why would you ever approach me with that? You heard, you've been sitting in the church for three years. Straight. They were great church attenders. They had tons of kids, so they're filling up the children's church. We only had like 150 people then. It was great. They were great. And super sweet. They were super sweet the last time I saw them, which was the day I told them I wasn't going to baptize them, the last time I saw them. At the, I drove to their home. And told him why I wouldn't baptize. I can't baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, declaring your salvation when you're living in open fornication. That's the Bible, though. For most church, now what did they do? I wish I could name the church because it's right here. They went to the bleep bleep fake church, baptized them right away. That church has the same website as us, really. Same, same proclamation of faith. Everything. They even declare that you have to repent. Fake. Baptize them right away. Boy, I wish I could name them. I mean, I, it's, right there. I mean it's right there. 
They're so disgusting. And they're the same church that put together my, when you, whenever you hear me say COVID clump, that's them. <laughs> Jeff torments me with their pictures. Look at this, he sent me the pictures. Everybody had to bring in their own lawn chairs. They emptied out their whole sanctuary. It's a large church, empty, or at least it was. Emptied out their whole church and you had to bring in your own lawn chairs. Because I guess COVID is transmissible from one butt cheek to the, nu- to the next. Is that how it gets, that's how it gets transmitted? From your gluteus maximus? And I'm telling you, that church and all the other churches, if they were told to mask their rear ends to keep the COVID from coming out in gas, they would have done it. By the way, they were trying to do that. It just humiliates you because it comes from the devil. Oh no, it's all about health. That's the veneer. The veneer is it's all about climate change. The veneer is it's all about accommodating transgenderism. 0.01% of the population? Why would I accommodate them? You saying you'd be mean to them? No, I wouldn't be mean to them. If I saw Jim calling himself Jill, I'd call him Jim. I'm not accommodating him. I'm not going to be mean to him. He's perfectly welcome to come in here. But everybody is forbade from calling him Jill. I'm not going to lie to a person. You got dingleberries, you're a dude. I don't care how you dress. Tape them up. Cinch them up. Still a dude. Tiff Shuttlesworth put this out on Twitter. He said, you take uh, 10 guys and 100 women and you put them on an island. 100 years from now, you have a thriving population. You take 10 guys and 100 transgender women, which are men, and put them on that same island 110 years from now, you'll have 110 skeletons of male bodies. That's the truth. That's what you should tell the person but it'll cost me my relationships. I just told you, do you not suppose that I have come to bring peace on earth? I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Man's enemies will be members of his own household, let alone a member of the transgender community. Yes, they're gonna hate you. You're gonna be called transphobe. Welcome to my world. You should see the names I get called with an F in front of it. What are you gonna choose? Relationships or heaven? You can have both, yeah, I have, I have both. But I've also lost a lot of relationships. I've had pe- people that want to accommodate sin, stay in the church, want to be on leadership, no. Well, we're no longer, I don't see him, I've never seen him again. It's like that family, I've never seen him since. Years of coming here, years. That's what you have to do. But for most people, their Christianity is, how do I keep them? That's not Christianity. That's cultism. It's Pharisaic cultism. Keeping people in the building 
is cultism. You preach the word now. It's popular or not. How do you tell if someone's a fake Christian? We're in 1 John chapter three, and we'll stay there. Starting in verse six. This is how you tell. Fruit is advanced. There's way easier way to tell. Here it is, starting in verse six. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. Well, we don't really talk about sin in our church. We just don't think that's very accommodating. We don't think it's very edifying. It's absolutely edifying. Edifying means to build, not encourage. Edify means to build, not make feel good. So in order to remodel, to build, you must tear down old model to remodel. Who has the guts or who has the dingleberries to preach the word? Because you're going to lose people. But Christianity is not about holding on to people. It's about preaching the word. And let God hold on to them. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. See, now people will use 1 John, I always like to put balance on these things. As you see, anybody who goes back into sinning was never saved to begin with, i.e. Calvinism. No, that's not true either. This is dealing with fake Christians. Hebrews chapter 10, 26 and 27. Colossians chapter 1, 21 through 23. 2 Peter chapter 2, 11 through 14. Uh, John chapter 15, verse 6. Trying to think of all the others in my head right now. Those are dealing with people who have apostatized. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly. Then in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits like wearing masks and embracing transgenderism, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So you have the apostasy Christians who were legitimately saved that walked away into hell-bound lifestyle sin. That's apostasy. And then you have fake now, some have apostatized themselves into being fake. It's the amalgam of humanity. Everybody clear? Yeah. All right. Why do we need to know these things? You better know. I'm going to show you. Oh, my gosh. Is it really 1156? Where do I got to get? I got to get. What? <laughs> Just show it? Oh. Oh, Yeah. Ty, you ready? Here's a church video. That's a Beatles song. So ask, what are you worshiping right now? What are you worshiping? Thank you, Ty. Great job. Thank you. And Aaron, wherever you are, love you, as always. What, explain to me what you're worshiping. That's part of the summer playlist sermon series. 
Well, here he goes, attacking other churches. Again, read the New Testament. That's what Paul does. You have to bring in correction. Those people need to be corrected. Hey, Jude. From the satanic beetles. What does na 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 mean? Well, I just don't see any problem with, you know, you should have a problem when you are gathering together in Jesus' name and singing Beatles songs. How do you know if they're fake Christians? First John chapter three, seven and eight. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous. Just as Jesus is righteous, just as he is righteous. Little children, let no one deceive you. How do you know if someone's legit? He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as Jesus is righteous. So you're saying, you know, we're, we're not a church about no's. We're a church, is about, we're a church about yeses. It's, it's let your yes be yes and your no be no. You should be just as firmly yes about things that the Bible is yes about and just as firmly no about the, what the Bible is no about. Amen. Amen. For, both ways. No, I won't do that. Yes, I will do that for equal fervency. Amen. Instead of creating your own Christianity that has no no's. Verse eight, he who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. How many churches tell you he who sins is of the devil? Look at me. How many churches tell you he who sins is of the devil? If they don't tell you that, wrong church, fake church, fake Christians. Because that's the truth. That's what God thinks. Why are you in church? To know what God thinks. That's what he thinks. So you're telling me, Tom, every time you sinned, that was of the devil? Yes. Yes. Sin is of the devil. It's not a process. You don't try to lie less. You repent of lying. You turn your back on lying. That's love for God. Well, I just, you know, I love, listen, one of my favorite, one of my favorite conservative talk show hosts knows the vernacular of evangelical Christianity. He will say it regularly, my Lord and Savior Jesus. He's a practicing Catholic, but he knows the evangelical vernacular because people had witnessed to him before. But then talks about, I mean, first of all, it's endless profanity. And then second of all, he talks about going out and getting drunk with his wife regularly. Hellbound. But my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, fake. And if he evangelizes, he evangelizes people into that fake religion. That's where most Christians are. They believe they can continue to sin and have Jesus be their Lord and Savior. He's neither your Lord for sure because you're sinning. And he certainly is not your Savior because your sins have not been thrust upon his shoulders. Through repentance. 
From that time, Jesus began, began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew 4, 17. Making it even clearer, 1 John 3, 9 and 10. No one who is born of God, no one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. Whoops! For a lot of people. Now, we, you know, we can, people consider it to be loved and not tell people that. Look how loving we are. You're, listen, people who have that fake, fake sense of love, never read 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Expel the wicked man from among you. The man who was sleeping with his father's wife in the church was rejoicing in their accommodation and their tolerance and their grace. Ever, does anybody even know what grace is? Titus 2, 11 and 12. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. That's the grace of God. The grace of God that accommodates sin and legalizes sin is heresy and blasphemy. You need to know what's fake because you're gonna need to stand with those who are real in these end times. You need to be able to, <laughs> that's fake. I can walk in anywhere. <laughs> that's fake. You stink. It's like your dog. Your dog, when it occasionally rolls in something, you know it long before he gets to you. <laughs> what is that? You know, put him up, you roll him over, and it's like leftover armadillo carcass, <laughs> armadillo intestines. And he's like, hey, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Just a side note. <laughs> How do you treat people? Of all categories. Uh, Tom, we don't categorize people. I do. <laughs> saved or unsaved? Oh, hey, Daryl. I didn't know you. Good to see you. Man, I love, I love you, man. I, just, I wish you didn't move. Move back. Jesus' name. Yeah, listen. <laughs> listen, the greatest people. I, the, the Wolf Gangs are the, some of the greatest people. They've stuck with me. How many years? 14 or 15 years. Of me. Of me. I just love them. Real, real, real Christians, real people. But how do, you, how do you treat people? Saved, unsaved, Christian, fake Christian. How do you treat them? Jude chapter 20. Hey, Jude. <laughs> na, 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 na. Hey, Jude. <laughs> I didn't plan that. Jude 20, 23, it's only one chapter, 20 through 23, verses 20 through 23. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on, on your most holy faith. How do you build yourself up on your most holy faith? 
Praying in the Holy Ghost. Well, we don't believe in speaking in tongues. Okay, then you'll never be able to build yourself up on your most holy faith. I didn't say you weren't saved. I just said you won't be able to build yourself up on your most holy faith. Well, you know, I just believe in what John Calvin and the Baptist Church and any other church and this church and the coast this and uh, whatever, abundant this and first this or whatever else. Go to the Bible. What did Paul say? I wish you all spoke with tongues. 1 Corinthians 14, numerous verses. 5, 4, 5, 18, 14, 2. All about speaking in tongues. You just blow it off. And people will throw down 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, which is mainly about love. And whether there are tongues, they will cease. Oh, really? So you, when exactly is that determined? Tell, tell me the date. Tongues will cease. What's the next verse? Then knowledge will cease too. So has knowledge ceased? So if knowledge hasn't ceased, then tongues haven't ceased. You ever read the Bible? People don't read the Bible, they listen to propaganda, an agenda-driven minister. The great thing about me is I have no agenda. I mean it. Yes, there's my right-hand man. I have no agenda. I don't glorify myself. We have no pastor appreciation days. Never have, never will. We don't even take an offering. What agenda could I possibly have? I don't have one. My agenda is to preach the word. Church stays open, it stays open. Church is closed and I'm gonna live in my hypocrisy which knows no bounds, quote from Tombstone. Doc Holliday, my hypocrisy knows no bounds. Church closes. Hope and I pack up and we move to Tennessee. <laughs> Live on the side of a mountain, or maybe out west. Live on the side of a mountain, I'll just ski down every morning, that'll be it. Until Jesus comes back, I'll be raptured and my two skis will be going down the mountain alone. <laughs> so if you want to be able to read people and know people, you better build yourself up on your most holy faith by speaking in tongues, praying in the Holy Ghost. I speak in tongues every day of my life. Lots. Lots and lots. Hope came over and prayed over me before the, before the service. And I just speaking in tongues the whole time. I mean, that's what I do. That's just not what we believe. You just don't believe the Bible then. You're going to a fake church. An agenda-driven church. It's at least fake in that area. Everybody's scared of it. 1208. You have to surf the wave, man. I, I put that on there so that I'd sound kind of California-ish. <laughs> you gotta surf the wave, dude. You gotta risk it. You know, there's people who go out of order and, you know, people start screaming, running around the church. I'll take care of it. You honestly think that I'm not gonna control this? Look at me. You really think I'm gonna let anything happen here that I don't want to happen? No. You may see it once. You'll never see it again. Amen. You ever see it? You ever see anything out of control here? No, you, if you do, it'll be dealt with. So just relax. Don't worry about things going out of control. and Start speaking in tongues. Pray to be baptized in the Holy Ghost today. 
I'm going to lay hands on everybody before we leave. Anybody who wants prayer, I'm going to lay hands on you today. If that's one of your needs, then you need to come up and let me lay hands on you and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Because all I am is an empty vessel for the Holy Ghost to flow through. I'm nothing, but he's something. He'll flow through, through me into you, and you will burst forth in tongues. Stop being afraid of it. Stop being a Baptist. Stop being a Calvinist. That's not a Bible verse. John the Baptist, like I don't even, see, I told you, this is nothing, nothing to do with the whole message, nothing. Everybody always identifies themselves. John, John the Baptist was the very one who said, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to lose. But he, that, he who cometh after me is mightier than I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Matthew 3, 1 and 2. He'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He wasn't doing it. So pre-Holy Ghost and fire is Baptist. They name themselves. Why would you want pre-Holy Ghost when you can have Holy Ghost? I'm not saying they're going to hell. There's many Baptists who are stronger Christians than me. I'm just saying that you're, you're fake in the area of the Holy Ghost. Fake! Are you afraid? Just ask him. Holy Ghost, listen. Talk to him personally. Holy Ghost, I don't believe Tom. He yells too much. I don't like his attitude. <laughs> but if you're real and you want to fill me, fill me. Amen. Watch what happens to you. Be still and know that he's God and watch what happens to you. Amen. You'll be speaking in tongues. Then make sure you come back and tell me that I was right and you were wrong. <laughs> I'm going to try to be done in four minutes. But don't hold me to that. I said Try. But no, all of you, just relax. It's 12.11. You will be out those big brown doors no later than 12.30. That's after prayer, after altar call, after everything. So sit back. Again, you know the technique. Everybody know it? Demonstrate it. Press up. Scoot butt cheeks to left. Butt cheeks to right. And you'll be fresh. Verse 21. Jude 21. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now here's the part that will confound all fake Christians and most real Christians. And on some have compassion, making a distinction. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. Matthew 7, 6. That means you have to make a distinction. Is that person worthy of my compassion? See, a lot of you, your sole ministry, which is not a ministry, is you bring in an occasional weirdo into the church. Some street prophet who's really just a rebellious person full of witchcraft because they refuse to submit to any authority and they just, so they wander from church to church. For of this sort are those who take captive of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. 
having a form of godliness, but denying its power and from such people turn away. That type of person, that's out of 2 Timothy chapter 3, in this order, 6 and 5. Those, you bring them in on occasion, like, don't bring them in. Do they come up to me and say, hey, you know, Pastor, um, I have this gift, and next Sunday, um, can I have the pulpit? Don't bring them. Don't bring them. Tom, you should want to reach everybody. They're unreachable. I make a distinction. They have rejected authority and the word of God their entire life. Jesus doesn't. John chapter 6, verse 44. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I'll raise him up at the last day. God isn't drawing everybody. He doesn't draw everybody, so why are you? You make a distinction. I always said, because again, going back to the original verse in Jude chapter 20, how to treat people. I go into any conversation with a sense. You're like, Tom, you're bragging about you. I'm not bragging about myself. I spend time praying in the Holy Ghost. Therefore, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So I go into conversation like doors closed. I sense it. My wife at times will marvel at what I can sense because I'll tell her, door, door's closed. And sometimes she's believed me, sometimes she hasn't. She comes back to me and says, you're right. It's not anything that I do. It's just being a vessel that God flows to. It's an area of strength. I tell you plenty about my weaknesses. That's an area of strength in my life is discernment. I go in and I'm going, no, the door's closed. I'll be nice, I'll be sweet, but I ain't gonna try. I'm not gonna have compassion on them. I'm making a distinction. There's no point. I don't give every homeless person money or food. I have, I have, on some have compassion and make a distinction. If you're watching and somehow, because all the homeless people have phones, you're like, how could they be watching they're homeless? Because they all have phones. Just as expensive as mine. What'd this thing cost, Aaron? Do you remember? Well, yeah, 1100 bucks. They got the same phone I do. Same phone I do. I had to get this one and expose myself to my, my, my one, well, one of my best friends in life, Aaron. Hey, Aaron, I smashed my phone. I don't know how to get a new one. <laughs> Hope's like, don't, if you need Aaron's help. I can't take you to the Apple store. You're gonna need Aaron's help, but we, what are we gonna do? Because then he's gonna know you smashed your phone. I said, Aaron already knows I smashed devices. I told you, I, listen, I'm not perfect. I've just left. I haven't arrived. I've just left. I still fail and fail too often. But the victories are coming more and more. More and more. Because I recognize strongholds. And I'm going to take them down. Amen? Take them down. Last one. And then I'm done. But others, verse 23. But others, save how? With love, not a Bible verse, anywhere. It's all love, 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 grace, 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 which all have their part. Just as important as fear is love. Just as important as faith is love. But how do you save them? See, the problem is, you save them, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Save them with fear. 
That's not what I, that's not what my church teaches. Wrong church, fake church, fake pastor. That's how you save them. No, we don't save them with fear. Um, what we do is we have fresh starts and new beginnings. Who wants to have a fresh start and a new beginning this morning? Oh, a fresh start sounds good. I mean, yeah, I need a fresh start. And a new beginning? Who wouldn't sign up for a fresh start and a new beginning? And they say that's winning them. They put that out in their Easter stats. 239 conversions today. They weren't conversions. Those people are going home to sleep with their girlfriend again. You didn't save them with fear. That's how you save them. Last thing, last thing. There you go, now you trust me. Even though I don't use much of it. How do you witness? Come on! No, power, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me. Everybody tries to witness with love, with knowledge, witness with power and watch them, watch them line up. That's what Jesus did. That's what Paul did. My, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. We're totally convoluted in the Bible. I mean, totally convoluted uh, in the body of Christ. Totally convoluted. Well, we win people with free, fresh starts, new beginnings and giveaways and gift packs and flags out on 41. No, you win them. You win them with fear and power is what you do. Or they're really not one. Yes, their stats may be better than mine, but they're fake stats, just like COVID deaths. Just like climate change stats. Fake, fake, all fake. Watch for the fake. Most pastors are no more pastors than Anthony Fauci is doctor. That's it, 1219. Nine minutes over. You got ele- I got 11 minutes. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Aaron, I know I just stuck you. Just make your way. Worship team, make your way as quick as you can. We don't need music, it's okay. Asking this morning, where are you with Jesus? Where are you? It's gonna be quick. Where are you? If you're a Christian, and you struggle with sin, you're still saved. If you're a Christian and you have conceded to sins, become a lifestyle, you're a liar. You're a cheat, living with your girlfriend, watching porn, tellbound. Deliberately keep on sinning and struggle with sin. If we deliberately keep on sinning, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. Backslidden believer, this is your time, right now. Maybe you've never been saved. Maybe you're a fake Christian. I'm not gonna bring you forward, you can relax. I'm gonna have you do everything right where you are. You're not gonna come forward. Nobody's gonna know but me, you, and Jesus, that's it. Maybe you're a fake Christian. I'm not gonna have you raise your hand and acknowledge you're a fake Christian. I'm just saying if you are, you are. I've been a backslidden Christian before. I've just never been a fake Christian. 
Maybe mom and dad, they think that you're righteous, but you know you're not. Now's your time to get it right. Maybe you've never been saved before. You walked into this hailstorm this morning of a church. You're like, I've never been saved. What does it mean to be saved? But you know in your heart right now you need Jesus. That you need his forgiveness. You know something's missing. missing. There's a God-shaped void in the center of your chest. Now is your time. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You gotta be born again. You've got to be saved. You never have to come back here again, although you'd be foolish not to. But if you need to be saved or you need to be recommitted this morning, now is your time. With every head bowed and every eye closed, everybody in the band, in front of house, every head bowed, every eye closed. Don't be that jerk that's looking around right now. I might call you out. Because this is a holy time. If you need to get your life right with God this morning, right where you are at, stretch your hand into the air high, right where you're at so I can see it. Got you. Got you, got you, got you, got you, got you. Oh man, lots of people. Got you, got you, got you, got you, got you, got you. You can put them down. Lots and lots of people. God bless you. Those of you who lifted your hands, don't get nervous. I'm not doing anything to you. We are all gonna pray this prayer with you out loud. You pray it. You mean it. Your sins are separated from you as far as the east is from the west and forgotten by God. And you are saved, you are born again. All you have to do is pray this prayer to Jesus and you're saved. Entire church is gonna pray it out loud with you. Here we go. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' name. Amen. So be it. That's it.